When it's time for lunch, you can pick up a spoon or grab your fork body and dig into a Nuna. It's Nuna with Dan and Marty. John and Marty. If you never have Nuna, there's no sooner way. Just bend over at the middle in the middle of the day. It's a Nuna. It's a Nuna with Marty and Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nuna Podcast on the Smyco Internet Radio Network. I am a merp with another merp named John. Hi. Hey, John. Hey. Yeah. Let's see. Where are you? Oh, there you are. I have lots of windows open. Marty, it's so good to see you. Oh, my God. Let me ask you a question real quick uh, on that um, ancient uh, song you just played um, from the beginning of the podcast. This podcast was started in 1923 by you and Dan. Um, and uh, he said, grab a fork, buddy. What's a fork, buddy? You're my fork, buddy, yo. Oh, yeah? Yep. Is that like a friend with benefits? Mm -mm. No. It's a friend with whom you share a fork. Duh. Oh, is that code for something? No, it's like when you have a salad that has enough for two, but you only have one fork. How are you going to share with? Oh, 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 that's like like three, that's like a 2019 kind of thing. No, it's it's pretty pretty current. Pandemic. If you still have a, a. fork and one fork and enough salad for two and you have a trusted uh fluid bonded buddy that's your fork buddy. Flu- fluid bonded. yeah yeah did somebody you exchange fluids with yeah you've not heard that term before do you, no do you do you consider us fluid bonded oh yes i mean with okay. all the things that we've shared yeah I yeah mean, i mean your dog has uh licked my nuts and I'm sure he's licked your nuts. Which so, nuts? Uh, what? All of them. No, you're supposed to say D's nuts. Oh, I had no idea. I'm sorry. D's nuts? Yeah. Oh, old man, take a look at my life. <clears throat> um, hey, everybody. <laughs> if you want to join Old in, man, take a look at my life. I'm a life like you. If you want to join in on this old man conversation that we're at Twitter... Dot com. I'm not going to call it X because Twitter still goes to Twitter. So Twitter.com, yeah. So And yeah, it's Nooner Podcast is our handle. Uh, we've, handle. Yeah, we've got Tyson Twitter. listening, and he's asking us. Uh, Tyson is asking how we feel about liminal spaces. Liminal spaces. Just a moment. Let me look it up, and then I'll tell you how I feel about it. Liminal No, you can't look spaces. it up. You can't look it up. We don't look up anything. I can't. Okay, liminal spaces. That would be pl- spaces that are liminal. Uh, so liminal sounds like a word that means something about light. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm in favor of lighted spaces, even so I'm sitting in the darkness. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Uh, now I'm, in, I'm going to look it up and sound like I'm smart. Liminal space definition. Liminal I love space. I it when you talk all this stuff. Subject of, oh, an internet aesthetic portraying empty or abandoned places that appear eerie, forlorn, and often surreal. All right. What? So here's the, the fun thing is I have a new uh, a, a new little knob so I can in- increase the volume of our streaming. You have a knob? You have a new knob? I have a new knob. I, is that why you didn't get any sleep last night because you were playing with your Im- new knob? And penile implant. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
So pineal pineal implant or penile implant or penis? You can listen to the recording and oh, to find out what it is. Yep. I I have to say I looked up liminal spaces and I still don't know what it means. All right, cool. Then I but you know what? My opinion has not changed. Still one hundred percent in favor. I, I do want to just give a, a a shout out. I just upgraded um the, our little like cheapo setup with the cheapest laptop I could find on eBay <clears throat> because uh, Will Wilkins, uh, the fine, fine um, backbone of this podcast who gets us up live and running, he was mocking my setup saying, wow, you've had the same computer for 13 years. You got it. You, you should probably upgrade it. So I got the cheapest one I could find and it works great. I got a new sound cue thing, but the sound cues didn't move over to the new computer yet. Um, yeah, this is how it works. This is how it works. I just, it, I've what? Just, how cheap was it? Uh, it wasn't the cheapest. It was it was four ninety nine. Was it new? Uh, it was refurbished. Oh, okay. What what uh, what brand is it? It's Schmerner. Is that is that a, is that a known brand? I'm not really. It's Schmerner. Is it really? It's a oh. it's a Schmerner um, five thousand, and <laughs> it, it's you like, buy computers like I used to buy stereo equipment. Yeah, yeah, out of a van. Yeah. yeah like, no, no, I would, I, I, I'd get it at like um, Walgreens. Uh, oh, I would get it out of ninety nine dollars. It's like oh, it's Emerson. It's a Herman Carden. You know, it's um yeah yeah. It's JQL. Yeah, not not a JBL. It's a JQL. It's oh, it's um yeah, it's Cambridge Sound kind of works. Um, on down the line. No, I it's a it's actually a, a good very good computer. I I wanted one that could do some a little gaming. And um, so, yeah, I spent four ninety nine on that, but um, you know, saved up for months on that. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for all our audience because, like, everybody contributed to to get us working, and we're still, we still use the 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 um, all the equipment that uh, that everybody pitched in, and I'm I, I will figure out how who to, pitched in a, a bunch of people. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It it's oh. it's it it moves me and and I'm you know I'm just terrible at at following up on stuff. Um, but I'm really grateful and it this platform that we have is is like ninety five percent because of the listeners and five percent because of Kevin. Uh, for giving us this platform, the, the opportunity, opening the door, and and then also 10% Will Wilkins. So that's 110%. Um, and if anybody wants to live in Kevin's house, he's it's up for sale right now for $5.9 million. Where are we going to live? Um, well, one of our listeners is going to buy it, and then we're going to live in the guest house. You know, uh, How much is it? $5.9 million. Five point nine million. Where is it? It's in the Hollywood Hills, and oh. it used to be Ben Affleck's house. And Ben Affleck didn't like it because it was too. Um, it was there was too Wasn't much big enough for his head. Uh, there was too much paparazzi traffic there, and, uh. and Kevin said, "I'll just take it off your hands for what you paid for it." And 
Mm. Ben was like, and then it turns out no, the paparazzi kind of stopped. Ben was like, sure. And, <laughs> and yeah. And you know, it's, 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 it's not in the thick of things, but it's not like super hidden. I can understand why someone like Ben Affleck, you know, he, he was a part of the Benefer combo. Sure. All, all sorts of Benefers. There's lots of Benefers in his life. Yeah. Uh, there? Benefer Barner and um, Benefer Bopez. So yeah, he's got he's been he's been in a couple of Benefers. Yeah. So I, Marty, your hair your hair right now it, it looks you looks like Quicksilver's hair from the comic book. Oh, now you ruined it. Yeah. Well, because he was the the wasn't he the first queer character in the Marvel universe? No, that's somebody else. Who? I don't know. Oh, but it wasn't no, Quicksilver. it was um it was a North Star. Yeah, North Star. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I he was can Canadian. See. He was queer, like he was Canadian. Oh yeah, uh, I can see how that could. I could. I could. Three dog that. night up there in the cold. Sleep with anybody? What? Nothing. <laughs> you know, I think um, liminal space was a word that I I learned in like like it was a semiotics word back in the eighties, and now it's being used as. Uh, uh, an internet aesthetic portraying empty or abandoned spaces because liminal means threshold. I think liminal is one of those those words that uh, like those intellectuals that I I used to um, that live in Arcata, California. With. Huh? Uh, that's where Tyson lives. Oh yeah, no, I think now it's become a thing, but I think it used to be um, it used to be one of those things where people would try and obscure the fact that they were talking about um, like doorways by talking, talking about liminal, liminal spaces or the, the liminal space between um, in, intertextuality and the, and the liminal, the liminal space between the, the, the viewer and the, um, you know, things like that. I, I think it also Shit comes like in, that. It also comes into play in, in reference to the shining um, uh, and where there's an aesthetic component to it. Um, about that, about eeriness and and emptiness. Um, um, I'm. You, we we can talk about it, or we'll we'll just sit here while while John. Um, I'm reading. I'm just reading. Just go ahead yeah. and you you keep talking okay. about. Um, okay. No, no. We about we, it. Let we, let's talk about a little bit of news, um, John. Oh. Yeah. So, what, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the flooding in Brazil, or the earthquake in Afghanistan, no, their attack in. We're going to talk uh, about in God in God's attack in Israel, or yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Israel. It, it happened over the weekend where um, members of Hamas, like, just had this very violent, organized attack on Israelis. Um, and part of it was in a music festival in the desert. <clears throat> and uh, hundreds of Israelis were killed. And, and it's, it basically started a war. And it was just like my initial, what, my initial response was just utter, utter sadness. And, and then when I saw the news coverage of it, it was just rage and anger. But it's just, it's such a frustrating situation because it, it, that whole part of, of the world is so fraught and, and complex. And, and 
of course, like the complexity stops at the slaughter of innocence. But um, I, I, I just don't know how you, how you resolve that. There are bad actors on both sides, but of course, um, this wholesale slaughter of, of just innocent people is, is inexcusable and, and horrific. But how, how, do you, how did you digest it, John? Oh, uh, pretty much the way you did. I, uh, I uh, sort of went. See, I, I uh, have strongly believed that, um, uh, and and a lot of people might take issue with this, but I, I really strongly believe that um, uh, war is stupid and killing people How is wrong. How dare you? How dare you? I know. I know. I'm gonna. I'm really a very controversial uh, uh, opinion that. Um, War is probably one of the dumbest things ever, and killing anybody at all is terrible, um, and it shouldn't happen. So um, when I heard about that, I just I immediately jumped to God, that's stupid, God, and I get really mad because um, there's there's a, a mentality, uh, and uh, and I don't know, I mean. There's a mentality that uh, that uh, among certain people who like to kill other people, that if you kill other people, then um, the people that they love will go, oh yeah, you're right, um, and then uh, and then bow to your will or something, which never ha- hasn't happened in in the, in the two hundred thousand so year history to, of to, our species. Yeah, to be clear, you're being facetious, and, and you're saying that might has never changed the minds of people except out of fear. Yeah, that's, I, I wasn't being facetious. Oh, well, it's, it, okay, sorry. No, I mean, I, I, you're, you, you paraphrased what I was saying. I thought that's, that's what I was saying, but okay. Go what on. do you mean? I was being, I, I didn't mean to be facetious. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it was like a, I mean, your point was well taken. I just want to make sure it's clear, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like um, there's, there, let me, can, can I talk about something, something that's separate, but it's related as an example? Of course, so John. just, just, so here's the thing. Um, there's a there's a civil war and it has it has it has something to do with what's going on with Gaza and Israel, but in the sense that it's in the same neighborhood. Um, but there's a civil war in Yemen that is completely controlled. It, it, if 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 Iran and um, and Saudi Arabia weren't involved in Yemen, then there wouldn't be a civil war. Um, if the people who lived in 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 um, if there weren't sort of larger geopolitical uh, entities sort of using proxies um, and there weren't and there weren't people who just have a an interest either um, because they're psychopaths, which is, I think, a small number of people um, or they they get power from um, being in charge of uh, violent gangs um, and, and, and using violence. 
um, if, they, if those people weren't there, um, people could work out their problems, not just, I mean, just pretty much anywhere. I mean, this, right. this, I, I just, I just feel like I, I just, I mean, working out, working out any kind of problem um, with violence to me is just so stupid. On the other hand, and, and uh, so this is not in any way, shape or form going, uh, I'm going to say something and I, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm, uh, absolving or in any way apologizing your, your presidential the, run might be in jeopardy but go ahead yeah yeah thank god um for uh, apologizing for the actions of the terrorists uh of hamas but the way that netanyahu and the right wing and um the the paul some of the you know sort of the more conservative politicians in um israel are dealing with palestinians as othering them for their own sort of short-term political gain is infuriating and it just feeds into the problem because honestly here's i was just talking to uh, somebody this morning about it gaza is like five by 25 miles and there's two million people that live there and it is under the control of israel but they treat it like it's a giant prison and and to and to and not everybody there is bad and to to continually treat that 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 area as if it's a prison is is I think is ir it's irresponsible as as humans. I, I have had discussions with people on both sides, and and it is it, it becomes very and admittedly both of these um, sides they they know much more than I do, but it becomes. A very convenient thing to be like, well, what a, it's about a what aboutism, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, well, what about, you know, what about this atrocity? What about this atrocity? And the atrocities are on both sides, but then there's no move for towards um, positivity if you if you just linger on the, the atrocities, you know? And the, the problem with a lot of our politics um it, it, around the world and in this in this country is there's not a lot of um it's there's not a lot of uh mm, incentive for sort of longer term solutions it's really it really gains politicians power in terms of in in in, in, in democracy and it makes people feel good to just say those people over there Right. So that group over there that I don't know, they are the problem. Right. So we're going to treat them badly. And the way and we're going to just use mass incarceration and, and uh, security. Now, and, I'm not, and I'm not arguing in any way, shape or form against, you know, security or police. You know, I don't want to uh, uh, whatever. What is it? De defund the police or whatever. Get rid of the police. Um, in this country, right. I mean, because so everyone talking, knows it, John is wearing uh, a defund the police T-shirt. So no, this sort no, of mock, this mock no, ignorance no, is just bullshit. OK, but go on. No, I am not wearing that T-shirt. Don't do not give people that impression. Um, I uh, I I I think it's very important for to to maintain control. But I think also I think it's very important for. Um, people who are in power and who have money and who have resources 
to recognize that people who are out of power and don't have money and don't have resources need help. And most human beings, like almost all of them, long to have self-determination and the ability to sort of take care of themselves. And if you take that away from people, they get desperate. And if you take away basic food and shelter, they get desperate. And then they, they, they start, when people are desperate, they often turn to violence. Right. And, and it you know? makes them easy to, to escape, uh, to escape. The radicalize. Go- yeah. You radicalize the extremists and, and they, but it's just hard to take you seriously when you're flexing your Antifa, like, uh, tattoo in right into the camera it's it's weird but anyhow go on you know i want people out there to know that almost everything that marty says is a bald-faced lie is a lie everything he says is a lie what was the, what was the thing from that star trek episode everything that marty says is a lie so now you say i'm telling you agree the with truth me. no no <laughs> No, now you're supposed to say, yes, everything I say is a lie. Oh, okay. So everything I've already said is a lie, and then you say, everything I say is a lie, and then, then we're caught in a logical trap. And then Norman goes, Norman, Norman, and, and collapses. Remember that? <laughs> Harry Mudd, remember? Harvey. Um, Harcourt. Harvey Mudd. Harcourt. Harcourt. Well, it was Harry Mudd. Yeah, his name's Harvey. Okay, anyway. All right, um, um, old man, take a look at my life. <laughs> old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Yeah, anyhow, I think that we there's a, a certain helplessness about this, and it's just so sad and so tragic. But we can't ignore it. And and um, oh, I can ignore it. Well, I I don't know. I mean, we can be you. You don't have to focus on the minutia of it and the, the the violence of it, but you have to be aware of it, and because it it we we have to know how to how to move forward as a society, and and like you were saying, like um, we want <coughs> we we don't want to subject ourselves to um to we don't want to look for violence as as a um a remedy. We don't. Well, but that's the, and if we're going to, um, if we're going to, to propagate that concept, then we have to understand what's going on in the world. If we want to <coughs> propagate the concept of not using violence, is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, because, because there will be, there are people who are like, well, you know, violence got me this TV, you know, uh, well, so after me talking about othering people, let me just say this. I think most people are stupid. <laughs> all right. John, just, you know what? All the things I, all the lies I said about John were just undone by his own truth. Um, and you know what? I agree with you, John. People are dumb. And, or I shouldn't say people are dumb. People are willfully ignorant because people have a lot of shit to do and people you know what i you know what i i hate people who are judgmental and i hate people who are self-righteous they're, and they're the hate, worst they're the worst i hate people who uh, are feel sorry for themselves and i hate people who are hypocrites all right yeah i think 
And I feel sorry for myself for having to right. deal with all these fucking people yeah. who are so self-righteous because they yeah. suck. Okay. And they're judgmental. Yeah. All of them. Okay. Hypocrites. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I agree with you, John. Like, uh, wait a minute. What do you mean? <laughs> no, like people are people are not willfully ignorant, but people have a lot of shit to do. Most people do not um, pay attention to the news or politics as much as as us. Be, not that we're like any better. Like we just we masturbate in front of the news, you know. And, oh my God! No, I don't. Uh, yes, you do. I saw you. No, I do I, not. I have access no, to your I webcam. No, I was looking at porn. I, it was. I had the uh, news no, there, but no, I had porn yeah, over that, the other that, side. That was Wolf Blitzer that John was looking at. Well, um, that was Wolf Blitzer porn. Yes, I mean exactly. that's some hot like, porn. Look, he he does anything. He's gray been on gray Im- porn. He's been in Mission Impossible. He'll do anything for money. That guy. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I up, disagree with you. I think most people are willfully ignorant. That's that's. Yeah, but, I disagree that. But people, also, people, people have, don't pay attention because they're they're stupid. Well, I, I think they they choose to, but people have different priorities. And I listen, Marty. You know me. I try and pay as little attention to the news as I possibly can, and I'm the best informed person I know. All right, I don't I don't know what to do with that, but I don't either. Uh, so anyhow, that that is just a, you know who I also hate. I hate egotists. You're the best egotist I know. Me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, I I do want to talk. Um, I so since we like the basically the day, um, the last time we were on two weeks ago. Was uh, right around when the strike ended. The writers, writers guild strike ended, and, right? And they basically got um, a, a a small increase. I think it was of I don't know something like ten percent over two or three years, um, and they got a promise to um, maintain the size of writers' rooms, which is which is that is I think is the most important thing. Um, because that helps promote uh, a, a good, healthy writer's pool, which is what you want. Uh, but they did not get a pay increase that that exceeded um, inflation, especially when they were out of work for five months. Um, and I don't know if the residuals thing for streaming is going to work out because they only give res- like. Um, they only do residuals for a certain number, a very tight number of high-performing streaming videos. Um, uh-huh. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but anyhow, I, I think that everybody, I'm glad it resolved. And they're, they're not going to starve. The writers aren't going to starve. They're not going to be as rich as they were in the 90s back when these writers were making these nine figure deals to because they wrote on a hit sitcom um but it i think it writing for television is going to be a, a little more working class um or I, not working class but less less elitist and then there's still going to be the Ryan Murphys and the Sandra Rhymes who are making millions for their shows but then all their writers are going to do 
just fine. Uh, but it, it 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 was not like this incredible victory. I I wouldn't say. Um, I don't no? know. What do you What do you think? I don't. I really have no idea. I I read I read uh, I read what uh, the the terms were, and uh, I didn't I didn't really quite understand it. Uh, the only thing that I that caught my eye was that there was um, a a market increase um, of uh, something. It went from a market increase in 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 streaming residuals and a an agreement to share the streaming um, numbers sort of secretly uh, to the Writers Guild in some kind of, like, you know, uh, this message will self-destruct in five seconds kind of way so that there was some backroom um, uh, way of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, measuring the, the metrics. Measuring, yeah, measuring things. But they didn't want, they, they don't want that to, to come out. But... Uh, and and that that seemed um, uh, that didn't seem like a, a really huge thing, but it was something, right? Um, and um, and then everything everything else there was it was very little context, um, in my mind. I I don't understand the whole uh, uh, writers' room as a, you know. I've never worked professionally as a writer in a writers' room, so I, I don't I, know I'm why not... that would be a that would be a big thing. Well, it it, it is in that. Uh, and, and this is what, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, what's the good places guys? Um, huh? the good place writer, um, Michael, uh, Michael Schur. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying that thing. like that, he, the reason why he was able to succeed as a, as a showrunner for the good place is because he was, uh, started out as a, um, a staff writer and, and he got to on the office see the the mechanics of how um, how production happens and to be on don't set. You, don't you think that my my uh, comparing his analysis to uh, Nietzsche at the in the last show was just like devastating to that it, whole argument? It's amazing. It was it was devastating. <laughs> um, I, was I there at the last show? Um, uh, but it was you were dozing off. Yeah, I'm about to doze off. I, I got like l- literally one and a half hours of sleep last night, and uh, oh no, okay, yeah, all right. So, but, uh, but anyhow, uh, but we'll I, go I quickly. think it, so. So, um, one of the criticisms that the New York Times said was that okay, well, um, Netflix has a 17 billion dollar um, budget for making content, and Seventeen what billion dollar uh, per year? Wow! Yeah, it's huge. It's ridiculously huge. Huge. It's huge. huge. Um, and not to mention the stuff in China. <coughs> but they. Um, I'm they, sorry. What in China? Um, yeah, the content that comes out of China. The you know. Oh, China. Yeah. The the the. You know, that, that discharge uh but they he was they were saying that um that if the costs go up that budget doesn't change okay so if you increase the number of of writers then that just means that they're going to be fewer shows and 
uh, and there's a logic to that. Okay, well, if the costs go up, if if actors cost more, you know, then hey, well, um, this show out of uh, out of Spain is much cheaper. Well, we'll just get uh, four more of those and two less, two fewer of the uh, the American shows. Um, but one of my writer friends was saying, well, if you pay for good writers, they will save you money in the long run because they know how to, uh, to keep costs down. I don't know if that's true Ooh, or not. That's what? I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not. But, but there is a, a logic of like, oh, if you hire, you know, if you hire a, a contractor who knows how to, to um, build a, a, a bathroom correctly – they won't have overages, you know. That that was the logic. I don't know if that's true or not, but but there. Who said this? This, this, this so many people are saying things to me about. I mean, I, I I saw this video about about these people making these claims about writers like doing this shit stuff and and good writing saving money and and it was it was mind boggling. It was it was I don't. It's that's not true. Uh, I, well, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I would I'm say. Sorry. I, I I would say if you're go- going to ask um, a production designer how to save money versus a writer, I would trust a writer. You know, um, because of, to uh, save money. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to save money, you talk to the writer, not the production designer. Yeah. Because the writer can write it in. Say yeah, it's it's a, it's a science it's it's a science fiction thing about a space war, but it takes place. There's these two guys and they're in a room, and so um, they're in a what? and everything. They're in a room, a room, mm-hmm. a room. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I I'm, have allergies. I have, I have some. I have a very uh, persistent cough. So if if I uh, if it sounds like I'm scoffing or or, or snorting or chortling, it's it's just the cough. <laughs> That's why I was up last night for m- most of the hours. Because you were me. scoffing at me? Uh, yeah. Was, John. <laughs> um, yeah. And you can ask, you can, I can, my wife can corroborate that. So. so here's the thing, Marty. I understand what you're saying. Like if you start from the beginning and say, all right, we got a limited budget. Let's write scripts oh, that, are, that, I, are, I'm just, that are. I'm just delivering the message. I'm not agreeing. No, I know. I'm not attacking you. I'm not, if, if I was attacking you, you'd know it. No, you probably wouldn't. Um, Are you attacking me? No. Go on. Uh, I guess it wasn't a very effective attack. He didn't seem at all. Oh, I thought you were looking up something on the internet. I thought that you were looking up liminal spaces. Yeah, I saw a really creepy pasta, creepy. I don't know, uh, whatever the fuck. Yeah. The point, the point is, is that the context of the things that I've seen, where people say writers save money, is in the context of you don't have to go back and reshoot because you did it right the first time, and you, you and and the thing is, that's just dumb. I mean, that's I'm sorry, that's just dumb. Well, I, I think that ideally. A producer hires the best people for every role, and that's how you get a very efficient set. You know, so I just I'm, I think I think the problem that people are sort of pointing at in terms of uh, nowadays with uh, 
things that don't work is because we're at a point where where uh, the studios and the streaming services are saying yes to things based on uh, intellectual property and branding and not on like good ideas. Uh, sure. Sure. That, that's so, called, that's called capitalism. No, I, I know, but, but it used to be that you couldn't get something on the air unless it was good. And now, Oh, I'm sorry. So Bob hopes Texaco hour was um, all about quality. Oh well, that also that costs like fifteen dollars to to make. I mean, after you paid Bob Hope a million dollars, yeah. I mean, I mean, they they made those those sets out of cardboard. I was. And I don't think show, it, I don't think Bob Hope Texaco Hour. I think it was somebody else. All right, I think it was just a Texaco Hour. I, I don't know if if you're. Really, we weren't alive there. Then what's not? You pretend. were alive then, but um, but I don't know if you're appreciating the the thrust of my argument. I appreciate the thrust of your argument. Yeah, every night. I feel every it. Night, I every feel night. Every night. I feel the thrust of your argument. It's very limp. Wait, what? Yeah. So go okay. on. Go on with your nonsense. I think I was I think I I think I landed my point so much <laughs> that you thought I didn't make a point. Okay, what was the point again? I don't know. I really lost track of it. The whole Bob Hope thing really threw me off track. I don't know. Oh wow! You and Bob Hope have one thing in common: uh, easy to lose track. Um, <laughs> that made no sense. No, at all. my God! It actually makes sense if you listen. If you listen to Los Angeles radio in like the late '90s, there was uh, this producer on uh, who's now like on Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel Live, like. Uh, he did would do Bob Hope on the radio. None, of, no one listening knew who Bob Hope was, but he did like this incredibly um, amazing Bob Hope imitation where he would just just lose his train of thought, and it was like it was so it was amazing. K Rock. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that that you just referenced an obscure K Rock um, comedian from 20 years ago just now who who was doing a bit about bob hope is that oh my saying? god uh, isn't it just terrible what what you just did yeah no i'm just i just it's not terrible it's just no. i just wanted to be clear on what was happening yeah uh, it, it's um i think we're in a liminal space right now this uh comedian named mark jonathan davis uh, did just one of the like it was just so entertaining and I could have listened to him all day just because he would just go on and on and just sort of like all of a sudden like go off in his own corner while he was talking and just be like <laughs> sort of settle in and just like just uh -huh. drift off and it was it, it, it's I, I can't do it justice but um, and it was 30 years ago so I don't really remember that well but I loved it so thank you Jonathan okay. Davis Thanks, uh, thanks for the that trip down uh, your memory lane. Yeah, you can you can look it up online. It, there's lots of it on there. Why? Um, okay, so I can't. One of the reasons why, like I'm that John is making fun of me is because I'm really sleep deprived, and John sees an a, an opening. He sees a vulnerability and just goes in. He just goes in. He just goes. In, he just goes uh, I'm like uh, a I'm like a I'm like a pack of uh, hyenas. Yeah, yeah. He's a scavenger. He's a yeah. co comedic scavenger. He's just like 
finds whatever carcass is there and like just gets whatever tiny bits of meat. Not super funny, but you know, it's it qualifies as funny. And he just like and throws it around. Um, but sleep has been an issue for me. And and last night I, I was suffering from a, a pretty persistent cough that kept me up and kept uh, the whole house up. Um, how do you, but you also have sleep issues. Because every time I talk to you, John, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. And, and not because, well, you do work super fucking hard. But you also um, have sleep issues. Yeah, I have sleep issues. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, moving but, on. No, go on. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, so what, uh, so if you're out there and you can sleep, what is, what is, what is it keeps you up? Coughing? Well, no, I'm just, like, normally every Monday night, I'm just, just filled with anxiety. Because of work? I just, yeah, life, work, whatever, you know. Yeah. What I've keep- been trying to get to, I've been able to get to sleep, but I've been getting up early, no matter how late I go to sleep. I think, I think that what I need to do is get my sleep mask back on. But man, oh man, wait, this wait, morning wait, it was wait, hard wait, wait, to get wait, out wait. of bed. Sleep mask, just like an eye shield? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That that will give you another couple hours of sleep? Yeah. Wow. Because the light won't, the light won't wake me up. Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I just um I'm just plagued by just my own thoughts and I need a shield an eye shield for that. A brain shield. Well, did I tell you what I do that that well, I mean that, that stopped me from You meditate. Plaguing? No, I I meditate actually, but that doesn't that doesn't really seem to help me sleep. What helps me sleep is listening to boring history uh, audiobooks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I and I and if I focus on something outside of my own, because I don't I don't like have my thoughts aren't. It's not anxiety. It is. I mean, there it, there are some anxious thoughts, but for the most part, I just start thinking about things, and I that keeps me up. You know, and it doesn't have to be anxiety producing thoughts. But if I think if I'm focusing on, like for instance, right now I'm listening to this. Um, I, 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 there's a guy named Will Durant who wrote about uh, uh, like something like 15 and his wife, Ariel, they wrote a 15,000, um, uh, 11, 11 volumes of uh, the history of, uh, of, they call it the history of the story of civilization. Um, they co- of course, they, uh, they, they talk about China in one book. So it's really the, it's really the history of, of France, Germany and England. Um, and uh, and I'm 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 listening to the Age of Faith right now, which is 38 hours yeah. uh, audio book. Um, read I, w- by... I was listening to tech podcasts, you know, about um, y- y- you know, like PCI speeds and stuff like that, and that allowed me to disengage my brain, but I still can't yeah. fall asleep. Um, I, yeah. would, I would uh, recommend Stillwell and the American Experience in China, 1911 to 1945. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a great... I've been uh, really by, trying to find some good books Barbara on, Tuckman, on China. Barbara Tuckman, you know, th- this is where my, my grandfather served. He was in the U.S. Uh, Army. 
and uh, he was stuck in China for two years. Um, oh, Barbara Chuckman wrote about China. Yeah, is, new? yeah. is it new? No, no, it's an old. It's uh, 1971. She, she, oh, she dead. I think you know. Oh yeah, yeah but, she wrote the March of Folly, and uh, she yeah. wrote a bunch of books. Yeah, she's a, but, she's uh, a good. Yeah, if you if you're looking to too sleep, interesting. Oh no no, trust me. I it's like a I, I listened to it on tape. Um, and it it I think I I listened to like it was like fourteen tapes, and I probably heard like um thirty minutes of it. Um, but I still say that I read the book. Yeah, well, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I there's a, I guess there's a few there that I haven't haven't read by Barbara Tuckman. Distant Mirror, Proud Tower. There it is, Stillwell okay. and the American. Right. Let's see if it's on at the library. I don't know if under. this is um, the podcaster's John uh, Google's uh, for your amusement. But um, I think we should have that. Oh well, that that can be a um, the side project. Uh, so, so your your solution to sleep is to listen to boring books, or or not boring books, but just dense books. Yeah, bo- books about something that I'm mildly interested in, um, but I don't care how it ends. And and for me, history. Because uh, if I start listening to a fictional book, I want to know what how it ends. Yeah, you know. With uh, history, you're alive, so you won. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm totally uh, about that. So. Um, oh wow! Still well in the American experience in China is 29 hours. Yeah, it, it was a fucking big ass book, and I, I listened to the whole thing, but I, I retained nothing of it except that, um, that. It was about Stillwell, and it was written by Barbara Tuckman. I want a I want a big, long, gigantic book about the, the Chinese Civil War. Which one? Anyhow, the one that what no, the Mao one? That's a cultural revolution. No, that's not. <laughs> no, that was in the sixties. Okay. No, the the like, Chiang Kai Chiang Kai Shek versus Mao. All right, all right. So, um, the nationalists for, versus 49. the communists. Yeah, all right. The long march. So, um, you can watch a bunch of like my mother-in-law watches a lot of propaganda, and she's a big Mao fan. So you should watch those. Uh, they're on YouTube. They're free. Uh, so Friday the thirteenth is this weekend, and this is yes. the month of um, Horrortober. No, October. Rocktober. Rocktober. It's called Halloween. Rocktober. Yeah. And also uh, Oktoberfest. No, that's in September. It is? Um, I believe so, but who knows? We'll never know. But anyhow, let's focus on Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th is coming up. Are you just superstitious? No. You're not? No. You don't have any superstitions at all? Uh, I used to be... Um, like I, I think it's it's kind of there's a human nature where we want to s- be able to uh, see logic in in the patterns of our life, um, and and uh, I used to to think that like oh if if I'm not off the rug before the toilet finishes flushing something bad is going to happen. You know, so it's like an. I think everybody has a, a, a 
a sort of sense of what OCD is and um, and it's just a question of what and, and it's the same sort of logic that gets us to buy into super superstition and and uh, luck and and um, religion is that you know we we want to we want to believe that there's logic in the in the randomness of our life <clears throat> and so we look for patterns yeah uh so in that sense yeah as a young person i was totally into that uh these days i'm not but you know i i bought a lottery ticket but not because i i thought that there was um uh um and anything that i had any insight on how to to become a billionaire <clears throat> what about you john I have one really big superstition. I think I've talked about it on this show. And that is that I will not say the name of the Scottish play. Macbeth? Yeah, in a theater. And even you saying it uh, makes me a little nervous. But when I'm in a theater, you're not in a theater. so. No, I know, but it still, it, it still makes me a little nervous. I mean, what people don't know is that when John and I first met, my last name was Macbeth, and he made me change it and i'm mm -hmm. like what? i don't want to change it and he's like change it well what am i supposed to change it to is my name my last name's Macbeth, and he's like just change it to you you and you said it with like such like a sneer and like and so i i was so um impressionable by john back then that i changed it so but everybody else can call me marty Macbeth. Or Martin Macbeth. Are you done? Um, this is what's called um, is negating the premise. But anyhow, go on, John. Negating the premise. I was just asked if you were done with your story. I thought that was a great story. I remember it very well. I remember. I but I don't want to talk about it anymore because I think you really you completed that story and. Um, and yes, and do you know? Do you know? Uh, I mean, you know, when uh, when Chris Rock got hit by uh, Will Smith, uh, I think you mean Chris Macbeth. But anyway, go on. Chris Rock got hit by Will Smith on the Oscars, right? Yeah. Where were they? They were in the Dolby Theater, right? A theater. And you know what Chris Rock said? Uh, less than a minute before. Uh, Will Smith went up and punched him. This is how uh, conspiracy theories start. But go ahead. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a suspicion. It's a superstition. He said Macbeth. He was talking to Denzel Washington about the movie that Denzel had oh, just made. What was made. it called? What was it called? The movie was called Macbeth. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear you. Macbeth. Macbeth. Denzel Washington made a version but, of the but, Scottish play, but, and Chris Rock said, Hey, hey, man, over there, he's Denzel Washington. He was just in Macbeth. And then he says, And there's Will Smith, Jada, nice hair. And, uh, I, I and Will think got it up might and punched have been him. The, I don't know if it was the Macbeth reference that really spurred. No, but uh, that's not the point. The point is that you so, do not say the Scottish play in a theater. I went to. Do you, do you uh, want to explain it to 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 those who aren't in the theater what that 
ridiculous superstition is about? All right. So uh, basically, um, uh, King James uh, took over from um, Queen Elizabeth, uh, and he was really upset uh, with witches. And um, uh, and so uh, and he and he didn't like long plays. So Shakespeare wrote uh, the tragedy of the Scottish king, uh, which uh, is you know Macbeth. Um, and uh, and so he wrote this play, and there's always rumors that there was something about what the witches said that was actually magical in the play, or that uh, there was something about the play that was cursed. And over the centuries that it's been done, there have been multiple sort of stories about um, uh, uh, Sarah uh, uh, Bernhardt, who was a famous actor, uh, in the uh, 130 years ago in the theater, she actually, you know, she was so famous. She she played the Scottish king actually, and she broke her leg, um, and uh, during the during a production of that, and that's where break a leg actually comes from as well. Um, and then the um, and then you know I was I was doing and and there's lots of other uh, stories. So it, it became a uh, a, a superstition in the theater that if you said the name of the Scottish play when you were not doing the name the Scottish play in the theater, even when you were doing it, you're not supposed to say it unless you're saying one of the lines from the play. And when you do the play, which we did a couple times in my theater, you're supposed to put um, a, a quote from uh, the uh, from the play uh, backstage, um, something like "Spirits of the Air Protect Us." Um, toil, and and toil, the, the something in trouble. Yeah, you're not supposed to because that's that that's one of the key things that's supposed to be kind of the reason that it's 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 actually supposed to be some stuff that's in the play that that causes it to be cursed. And so I was I was in a play I was doing the first play I did here in Los Angeles. My friend and I went to rent out the the theater at that in the it's no longer open anymore, but the um uh. The complex. Then there's a theater there, and we were looking at the theater. And my friend said the name of the Scottish play in the theater. And uh, what you're supposed to do is, if you say it accidentally, the stage manager, you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to leave like, the theater. Take a gun and put it in your mouth. And no, you're supposed to go outside, turn around three times, spit on the ground, and ask permission to be let back in. Uh, which is, and and so he said the name of this theater, and um, they were doing the play that was in there was Goose and Tom Tom. Um, which by David Rabe, which is a terrible play to do. I was in a terrible play to do, but people used to do the monologue from it all the time. And um, and what happened to that that production was um, that they lost their leading uh, uh, female lead uh, a week before the show went up, and then the night it opened, um, the the replacement uh, got in a car accident and broke their ankle, so the show never opened. So we were able to buy all their sets. So. My friend cursed their production by saying the name of the play. So it's the only superstition that I have ever. And do um, you know the mechanics behind it at all? The mechanics behind what? Um, the play? Yeah. Uh, no, behind yeah, just, the curse. No, I don't know the, the specifics. The, the rumor is that there's uh, there's something about the the things that the witches say um, and the curses that the witches say that um is uh, uh angers the gods oh. um but 
but the the basic the basic rule is you just can't say the name of the uh, the Scottish king in the theater unless you're actually speaking words from the play. So um, and and if you do, then you have to leave the theater, uh, spin around three times, and spit on the ground. So did did that give you um, more respect for um, cultists and conspiracists and and uh, other? Uh, no, no. It's just I don't really, really believe this. Right. I just, I, but I also don't. I've seen there's so much evidence. It's accumulated over the course of my life about this that I have decided to just be tread cautiously. And there's so much that can go wrong in a theater mm -hmm. that I just prefer to um, just be sort of in, for me. Like I don't, I don't freak out when somebody else says it, but I just sort of shake my head and kind of wish they hadn't. Um, I, I've encountered a similar thing in my uh, world my life in the theater is that uh, the, the curse is like, if you're in a play with Marty, you, you do not want to be in that play. And uh, yeah. It, Have you ever been in a play uh, where that Marty, you wasn't in? Uh, I, I haven't. I've been in a bunch and they went well, really well. Right. So that holds up like basically the logic works. Except I've been in plays with Marty, you and they, they worked out well too. Which one? There's not a one. So, well, anyhow, was, moving was... on. So, uh, let's look at uh, what we got next. Um, so, there's this crazy thing that's happened. Um, mm -hmm. One of the most valuable companies in in Europe. Uh, guess guess what? Uh, uh, guess what it is? The most the, is it the most valuable company in Europe? Um, is it Dutch Shell? Uh, uh, no. Is it, uh, Nokia? No. Is, what do they make? Uh, uh Lego? Uh, uh, it's no. Lego. This is the oh. number one, uh, company in the EU by market capitalization. Uh, can you give me a hint as to uh, what they make? Their market cap is $412 billion. Is it they're France? Based, they're based in Denmark. They're based in it's Denmark. It's in Denmark? Yeah. They they do not. And it's not Lego. <laughs> they don't do. Uh, they don't do electronics. They don't do um, makeup. They don't do cars. It's not Dutch Shell. Uh, they don't do petroleum. No. Is it Merck? It's close. It's Novo Nordisk. Why is that close? Oh, I was thinking Merck, the shipping company. Oh, I was thinking Merck, the uh, the. Um, uh, is Merck a shipping company? No, Novo Nordisk. They're both drugs. they're both pharmaceutical companies. What is what is the anyway? It doesn't matter. Okay, Novo Nord, Nordisk is the is the largest company in the EU, and it's worth four hundred billion, billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. And what do and, they make? Uh, and just so you know, that Merck is is also a multi billion dollar, um, a forty two billion dollar uh, um, pharmaceutical company. Um, Merck is Merck is yeah yeah forty two but yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a fraction of Novo Nordisk well it's like two thirds but you know if I if my company was worth four hundred billion dollars uh, I, mean, yeah. I would I mean, rename it whatever. so it didn't Much sound less, like yeah. something you stick up your butt well you know what I'll tell you this Novo Nordisk don't give a shit what you think because yeah. they what do they make 
they make Ozempic. Oh, they make those. Is that why they're so big right now? Well, because diabetes is huge throughout the the world, right? So Ozempic is yeah. a, a diabetes drug that helps reduce um, uh, those with uh, diabetes their 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 um, intake of of uh, simple carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if if you had purchased um, Novo Nordisk. Um, uh, 22 years ago, you'd be, uh, if you spent, um, uh, you'd have 400, basically, uh, a shitload more than you have now, like 40, 40 to 50 times more than you'd have now. <laughs> so if I bought $1 worth of Novo Nordisk, you'd have 50 20 years ago, I'd $45, $45, $45. $45. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. That $1. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're the biggest company, and and it just you know they've spiked in the past year because of, I mean literally they've had this enormous jump. They've basically doubled in the past uh, year and change because of Ozempic. Uh huh. And Ozempic basically uh, it, it is a drug for um, for people with type two diabetes. But it also is used by many people to lose weight. And there are many similar drugs like it. Um, I, I know of at least one person who's on it. Uh, and it's, it's been rumored that people in, the, in Hollywood are, are on it. Because when you take it, most people lose like 10% of their, or at least... Uh, not ten percent, but like I don't know, something five to six percent of their body weight, you know, um, just by taking this drug, which is a lot. Like for for me, that would be a, a I don't know pounds. Um, so, what do you think about that? What do I think about um, Ozempic? Or just the, the, the this class of drugs where you you go in for a weekly uh, um, injection and then you uh, then you just go off and do your life and and you eat less like and and you know there are some studies there was one study that said that people drink sixty percent less and I'm, I'm and I'm like oh that sounds interesting and uh, people just have fewer cravings they. They're consuming less stuff, like like calories and and whatnot. I I personally am very um, suspicious of medical um, solutions <laughs> to uh, weight loss. Um, I I think that uh, my understanding, and I don't know, but my understanding is that. Ozempic, um, if you're going to take Ozempic to lose weight, then you have to take Ozempic for the rest of your life. Ozempic hasn't been around long enough to know what that's going to do. Um, I uh, have a friend who took Ozempic for a while, and it didn't help at all, uh, and uh, screwed them up. Uh, and how, um, how did it screw them up? Oh, it just messed up their metab metabolism. It yeah. didn't, I mean, they, 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 some, I mean, some people, like myself, um, they're uh like i i my eating was not um 
something that would be medically solved. It was, it, it was emotional. Uh, and, um, uh, it was you know, basically an addiction. And I think there are some people, the people who have the biggest problem are people who are not eating because, um, of signals from their body. They're eating from, because they think that it's going to solve some emotional problems that not, they subconsciously think it's going to solve some emotional problems. Right. So the, the, the Ozempic is not going to fix that. People will, 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 will eat around that. Um, I think that, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm concerned about the, uh, miracle weight loss drug promise. It's very, very much like snake oil. Um, I am not, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm not a big fan of drug companies being fantastically, hugely wealthy because, not because it's not good to be wealthy, it's just that when companies accumulate shitloads of capital, um, they tend to use it uh, to gain, uh, to, to move the levers of power. Um, but that's what anybody does with money, though. No, I know. I I just don't like that. Right. I think that the the political uh, levers of power should not necessarily be so easily manipulated by people with money. I think that that would be that would be good. But so, if that wasn't the case, and and it's hard to, but it, it's anyway. So I I I'm 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 worried that they have so much money, and then they they can use all that money to then um, make everybody like do studies. But, that but what if it, but makes what, everything great, and but, you know. But John, what if it works? What if it works? What What if it it reduces people's like? Let's. This is a, a a hypothetical. What if it reduces people's weight by a, a significant amount without any side effects? That'd be great. And so, would they? Would you have a problem with them making all that money? I, I don't have a problem with anybody making a lot of money. I, I have a problem with money being. Um, I, I have a problem with um, money having such an influence on politics because, uh, or the political system, because the political system and the government helps keep us safe from the predations of capitalists who make drugs. Right. Okay. So then. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with them making lots of money. Right. And, and so, how would you? If you had this incredible drug that could reduce obesity and and help people lose weight without problem, how would you curb the? Uh, if you were emperor, how would you how would you um, ameliorate the, the 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 temptations of of uh, of power? Oh, those are. For these companies, two for different things, right? But that, but that's what I'm. But you're talking about one thing. I'm talking about the other. So I'm saying, if both are true, how do you, how do you mitigate that? Oh well. Uh, so, uh, I okay. If if the if the if the drug works, yeah, the way you said you said well, just in the hypothetical. I mean, I'm I'm only speaking hypothetical, right? If if a drug works to to <laughs> To add, if you have a miracle, actual miracle weight loss drug, right, then um, uh, that's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so that's a separate thing. 
Okay. Drug companies being involved with and being a, uh, and and this is what we have, drug companies being involved with the process of approving drugs, which is really what we have in this country, um, is, uh, is really problematic. Okay. And I, what I would do is I would, I would remove them. I would, I would remove them from the process. And, um, and that might take, because right now they're, they're involved in the process because they pay for it. Well, but they also created it. Yeah. So, yeah. So then how do you, uh, how do you spur like innovation? If, if you're going to say, Oh, you invented that. We're going to take it from you. No, I didn't say take it from them. I don't. I don't mind if they make money from it. I'm just the process of approving it and making sure it's safe, uh, and and making sure it does what it says, is is uh, has is corrupted by the money from the drug companies. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but I, I that's uh, yes, and I th- I think there have been many cases of that, but I don't think that's in every case. You know. And that's well, also very okay. difficult to prove. Um, and, and so, but I, I, I agree with you in in the abstract of like, yeah, you you don't want people putting their thumbs on the st- uh, or corporations putting their thumbs on the scale. But, yes. But if they, if all things are fair, and they pr- produ- produce this drug that is is really helpful, is that a yes. bad thing? No. Okay. So. Um, and it is not a miracle drug, just so everyone knows. This is like there, are, like John said, there are a lot of things that we don't know about it, and there are these cases of people having, you know, rare but very serious side effects to it. Um, that said, there is a prediction that because so many millions of people are on this drug, including like um, Elon Musk is rumored to be on it. Um, and uh, my one of my friends is on it, and um, that the actual consumption of food is going to go down and actually affect stock prices, um, which is crazy, right? And and like the attendance at the the uh, amount of food that people purchase at restaurants um, might go down with some s- statistical significance. I don't believe that. Really? Uh, well, uh, um, there. Did you wait, wait, really? That's in the. Where did you read that? Oh, I, I read that in the Washington Post. Food, clothing, airlines. Ozempic is coming for these industries and more. Businesses are bracing for an explosion in the use of this new weight loss. These new weight loss drugs. Um, uh, shares of of uh, the maker of. Popular sm- snacks like Oreos and Ritz crackers fell 7.7% in the past two days. Uh, Hershey Co. and PepsiCo also saw their stock slide. And, you know, this, the, stock, uh, the stock market is totally driven by emotion. So this is not necessarily um, a reflection of what's really happening, um, but it is happening to these companies. Uh, in, if people who take these drugs, if their uh, alcohol consumption is, is cut by 60%, that's going to affect um, uh, these liquor companies. And it's going to um, actually help airlines because they're 
they're going to have fewer pounds to, to like every pound counts on a plane flight. So if, if people are weighing 10% less, 6% less, that's going to affect their bottom line. So these are these like second order effects that we don't think about that seem, and I don't know if they're, they're real. I, I, I'm skeptical, John, but there are professionals who are actually taking an action against this by selling. They're taking action against in, in, in by selling off Nabisco though. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I can't feel sorry for oh, the I'm, company that sells less Oreos. I, I'm no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just remarking on the effect it's having on society, which is like, um, it, it, I found like when I first heard about it, I was like, Oh, that's amusing. You know, that people are just, everyone's looking for a quick fix and everyone wants to, to, to be skinny because we're in that culture. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, like it, it is affecting our economy in, in a way and whether it's a real effect or not, um, in in actual health it's having a real effect in the stock market wild man wild uh yeah yeah there's um uh there's a, a an expert who said this could these drugs could cause a 25 billion dollar drag on the u.s restaurant industry by 2025 don't know where those numbers come from but um i don't think it means like the, the proliferation of this drug doesn't mean that more people are going to go to restaurants, you know? Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't understand why people go to restaurants personally. Okay. But what, do you understand why people take these drugs? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And um, like if these drugs were like, I could use, I could lose like 10 pounds and like if they were over the counter and they were cheap, maybe I would take them. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I have to impress anybody, but like, oh, I could be 10 pounds cheaper. I mean, I do a podcast. Nobody gives a shit what I look like, you know, except for you, John, you make fun of my hair. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really making, I was admiring how weird it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, would you be like, oh, yeah, I could, I could lose a couple pounds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll take it. Absolutely. I don't know. Sign me up. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't blame anybody for taking it, uh, but I, I hesitate because I don't know what the long-term effects are, like what you were saying. Um, but people are really vain and people are really insecure. And, uh, and not everybody likes to to i don't know like people are always looking for a, a quick fix um yeah we i just i yeah, i yeah. know that i feel better when i um exercise more than anything else you know it kind of doesn't matter how much i weigh <clears throat> if i exercise and i feel good that's exactly I, I have not been exercising and that's why you're so mad that's why I don't feel good. Yeah. No, John, you should feel good because you're with me. Hey. I do feel mostly good. 
yeah. because I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you, John. Like I think that there are behaviors. Like at the end of the day, we can have take all the drugs we want, but we have these hours to fill, and we can fill them in ways that are interesting and fun and fulfilling, or or satisfying, or we can just I don't know, like listen like do a podcast um no this is actually an incredibly fulfilling time and it's really fun to to be part of this but um it it, i do think that it is easy to get trapped in a a hole of like oh i need to do something so i'm gonna take this drug is that what you're saying yeah uh yeah yeah yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm being moralistic about it. Maybe you know, um, but uh, well, but it's weird because you're not judgmental, though. So, no, that's true. I, and and the thing about me is I'm also incredibly humble. I mean, I'm pretty much the humblest person uh, easily in the world. Easily, and I and I'm really uh, I don't go into superlatives. You're not going to find anybody on earth who uh, does superlatives less than me um you're the best at i am not the best. using superlatives the best um, at not so using superlatives. peter wg said uh was is also having troubles with sleep he's asleep right now also you utilize the sleep eye shield well you know what we are part of the we're part of the problem and the solution. Uh, uh, are we? Yeah. Last night it was restless legs and mind. About to shut off the the pod in interest of sleep. But, the, you know, keep it on in interest no, of yeah, sleep. No, yeah, keep it on, man. Duh. It's because, not worth it. You uh, got to... The, just, the just, ending. We're going to take We're going we're gonna to have a very happy way. ending. Yeah. We're going to take you all the way down. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. So, right. John, right. you... If you want to get someone's attention, you had... Um, what you mentioned, no one can save you. Oh yeah, well, last two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, Steve said he watched that movie, No One Can Save You. So I watched it, and it was really good. I yeah. liked it. I liked it a lot. And Caitlin uh, Deaver is good, right? Huh? The Caitlin Deaver, she's great. Yeah, she's great. I mean, it 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 it's a little uh, it's a little gimmicky. No, she never said. Nobody says anything in the whole movie, which works most of the time. But then there's a sort of parts of it that where it's forced. People, it's a little forced. Yeah, but um, I, I still all, respect it for doing. Did that. you see it? Yeah, I, I mentioned it when during the podcast when 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 Steve oh. said, "Did you see it?" Oh. And I said, oh. "Yeah, I saw it." Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, she's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, it's a it's a good and, movie. It's a it's yeah. well directed. Very very well directed. And it's simple. It's it's like. It's it's enjoyable. It's like a very simple movie. It's were you scared? Um, excuse me. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, you know, I watched it on my laptop. You know, um, I got a new five hundred dollar laptop. It's. Um, I know. It's great. I, mine is mine is more than that. I got a big one uh, laptop. I got a off. MacBook Pro because I think I am fancy. Um. Which is four times more expensive than yours, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I edit video on it. So, and you know, I have a huge penis as well, huge, huge 
Oh, it, on your computer, but in reality, it's very, very small, which is why he got the big computer. But anyway, Wait, my 14-inch computer, thing. my 14-inch computer. 14 inch. Yeah, It's so tiny. It's so tiny, but it's got, it's got. I've got a 22-inch screen. Oh, my God. Show off. Uh, all right, John, um, do you have any tips on how people can, have you figured out how to sleep? How to sleep? Yes, I have. I have figured out how to sleep. This is the key. This is the key to, to how to sleep for me, and it works for me. Is first of all, every day exercise a little bit, even if it's just a little bit. Go for a walk. Do some kind of exercise. No, get your body. no. You already do that. You already do that. Shut up. I don't know what your what your problem is. The second thing is. Um, is deal with all of your emotional issues. Okay, I don't um, do that. I don't do that. You cannot. No, no you don't I do that. Not. Um, I, you know, okay, that's the one time John yes ands me is when I talk about my own problems. But go on. Yes, that's true. Um, and uh, in meditation is very very helpful. Um, uh, as a practice, it won't have any impact immediately, but if you do it every day. For uh, up to ten minutes, um, and you all. And the thing about meditation, a lot of people think that they can't do it. Meditation is the process of noticing that you can't do it. That's really what meditation is: is trying to focus on something and then gently, if when you realize you can't, gently coming back to what you're focusing on. And it can be something that you're looking at. It can be a word that you're repeating. It can be counting your breaths. It's very simple. People, you know, make meditation seem like it's all this fa fantastic, weird stuff, but it's not. It's just trying to quiet, not, it's the process of trying to focus. That's what it is, right? And that, that'll help. And then, so do that during the day, exercise and do that. And also try and, um, if you have a lot of anxiety, you know, you might want to uh, talk to a therapist. You might want to take drugs. Um you know, anxiety. And, and then, you know, the, the right now, um, when I can't sleep, I know it's because I had caffeine. So if you can't, if you can't sleep, you know, that's the, actually the very first thing you should do is, is just cut out caffeine and, you know, wean yourself off it. If you drink a lot of caffeine, because um, it'll give you headaches uh, if you don't, if you're addicted to caffeine. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, I would suggest, not don't don't take any caffeine after noon. See if that works. Uh, if you're addicted, like I am, and then the final step for the final two things is when you get into bed, um, masturbate, and um, no, that's three things. So you masturbate, and then you uh, you want to masturbate again, and then one more for good luck. Yeah, I mean, if you like, so the, those are the three things. <laughs> Uh, a, uh, I find a, a head, uh, what do you call it? A, a sleep mask, um, can be very helpful. I find it annoying to, to, to go to sleep with it. So that's why I don't always wear it. And then, and then, and then listening to something outside of myself, like an audio book, or there's, there's a podcast called sleep with me where this guy tells this rambling story. Uh, it goes on for like an hour. I, I actually can't listen to any fiction, and that's fiction, 
because I really want to know what what's going to happen. I have a solution for everybody. Um, um, if I can do my, are you are you good? No, I'm, that that's pretty much okay. it. I mean, the other thing is you might have sleep apnea. All right, in which get case a you get a sleep machine. study. Yeah, sleep study, sleep apnea machine. Uh, those are life changing for those who actually uh, need them. Mm-hmm. Um, my recommendation: first step, take this podcast, rewind. 12 minutes and listen to what John said. And if there's a way to put that on a loop, you'll go to sleep. Boom. Like that. And yeah. Marty just dozed off while I was talking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to listen back again because I need to go to sleep later tonight. So. He's refreshed. I mean, look I, at him. I feel all of a sudden so just glowing. Um, we, because I'm um, a little sleep deprived, but I, first of all, I want a, uh, I want, I have some calls to action. First of all, what is a good uh, Halloween viewer viewing um, this year? You know, I, in years past, I'll say, I've said, oh, what's the scariest movie? And then the next year, I'll say, what's the scariest movie? What's the scariest movie? What's the, what's the movie you're going to watch and recommend this year? And um, I, for Halloween. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so can we can we can we answer that next week, or do I have to yeah, answer yeah, no, now? No, no, this is uh, the homework. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah, and this All is right. and and everybody join in, please. This is so important because I'm bored. Uh, this is noonerpodcast at gmail dot com, and because we have nothing in the email, uh, the mail sack, and I don't have the the song queued up because I only have two cues. Um, I can't play anything. I want to make two recommendations uh, that just came to me. I think the first one is to rewatch Wednesday because I think that was really good. And then the second one is to go to the live action Beetlejuice and um, Matt, feel somebody uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. Feel up that whoever's next to you, just feel them up. That feel is the, up. Yep. that is your, that was scary. That's somebody. your God given American right. And if yep. anybody gives you hassles, you just say like this, the best Americans do this. So I do it too. Um, yep. so yeah. And that's just the traveling one, not the one in New York because that's sacred. Okay. All right. Just the traveling, <laughs> the touring company. All right. Um, and John jumped the gun on that, which is good, but cause it sets the, it, it plants a seed in everyone's mind, uh, what what to do and here's my other call to action i want to know how people are using ai um i i like they're um specifically are you using it specifically large learning models and and all the sort of chatbot uh products out there there are a bunch of them i want to know how people are using them i don't really use them because um if i want to know something i'll just ask you john because you know everything and mm. yeah, so I just I save it for Tuesday. That's save smart. It for Tuesday, save it for Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, John will solve everything. And uh, but for those things that we only have a very limited time, if you have other questions that in your life, how do you answer them? Like, or or how does AI affect your daily life? I'm so curious. Uh, it's it's around the corner for all of us in some fashion. I just ordered a new phone, and it's supposed to have some AI capabilities. You did? Yeah. Um, what kind of phone? Uh, uh, I'm not going to say because people are just going to make fun of me because it's... Okay, 
it's not an iPhone. That's all you need to know. So everybody just pile How much did it cost? Uh, it's fifteen dollars. A hundred and you get a start? hundred and fifteen dollars. Did you get a Blackberry? Dick. I'm no. sorry. Just no, it's not a said, you Blackberry. Said, you said that people were going to make fun of you, and I'm so I'm saying yes, and I know. I'm going and to you make know fun what? of you. And you're still such a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah. No, because that's the that's yeah. the proper response. Uh, so yeah. I want to know how um, it's affecting your life. What are you afraid of? Um, I, I I've certainly um, encountered fears in in. Or just concerns about my well-being, other people's well-being. I know lots of writers. As an actor, like I know my voice, my failing voice, because I have this persistent cough, is could could uh, go out at any moment. And then Kruger is going to have all this this tape of me being like the the uh, a voice on Subterra, and he's just going to just make billions off of it billions yeah yeah and i've got your voice john so i'm gonna make hundreds ah, tens i love you john i love you so but seriously i would we would all appreciate this because this is these are big things that are affecting us uh um halloween is a huge influence on our lives and we want to know what movies what? are gonna uh are going to help us through this time. These are the important things. What? These these are the important exactly. things. Exactly. Exactly. And, and um, what does your LLM suggest that you be for Halloween? A sexy language, lar large learning language model. What does that look like? Hmm. Tune in on Halloween with the live stream with John Sylvain as sexy LLM. Hello. <laughs> I want to be your friend. You had me at hello, you sexy minx. What are you wearing? All right. You're making it worse. Okay. No, LLM, stop. LLM, but you're killing my boner. Stop generating. Stop generating. Oh, hard fork. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, we love you all. John, are, do you have any parting words, anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about before we go? I just want to say, uh, if you're mad at somebody, don't kill them. That's my advice oh, you know to what? the world. Here's my advice to the world. Don't kill them. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, and with that, sage advice from both of us. I uh, think it's pretty good advice. I think it's, I think it's, th these are words to live by. You'll thank us later. Yeah. And we will see you next Tuesday. Fill our sack. <laughs> oh, wait. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. So, okay. Let me try this one more time. Look at this is new. <laughs> this is new software. Now that, that is a genuine laugh from John. Here we go. Hip that fuck. Time to hip that fuck. Time to hip that fuck. Time to hip that fuck.
This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.